0: And so whether you knew it or not, this is society has always based our hope on the cross. If you've had any idea of progress, things getting better. I mean, that's a very Christian idea. Welcome to Switching Lenses, a podcast that takes current issues and events within the culture and defends the Christian position from an apologetical and biblical lens. Now, here are your hosts, Shane Skirvin and Josh
1: Phillips. Welcome everyone to the Switching Lenses Podcast. Shane, we're starting a new series today called Through the Lens of Hope. And this is something that's been on both of our hearts, this idea that our society, the culture that we're around seems to be quite hopeless. And so we're gonna tackle three main questions during this series. The first one is just the idea of hope. Is it just wishful thinking? The second question is within the idea of climate change, And we're going to say, is there hope amid all the climate concerns? And then last year, last episode is going to deal with the question, are we shocked and left hopeless from COVID? As we look at what COVID has done to the whole world, really, and how it's left so many so hopeless. But here we are. We're going to answer this first question, this first episode. Is hope just wishful thinking? Now, Shane, you and I were talking about this episode. We were about planning this. And I know this is something that was really, was really mostly your idea. Uh, originally, we talked about it. And I was like, that's a great idea that we're really seeing in our culture and people we know, anything we hear in social networking, we see on the news. There really is a sense of hopelessness going all around, don't you think?
0: Yeah. And I mean, you could make the argument there's always been a measure of hopelessness, but it sure seems right now, if you took a snapshot of the dialogue, like you're saying, Josh, there seems to be a real acute losing of, of hope right now. That seems to be a major
1: theme. Well, yeah, there's a lot a lot of crazy stuff going on, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's obviously an understatement. So a lot of people are dealing with some a real sense of a lack of hope in their lives And uh, we really want to dig into this. We really hope that this series really pours into people and really builds people up and shows that there really is a hope in their life. And this idea of hopelessness is really just a lie. And that's kind of our goal in getting through this. So we're going to address this question this episode, is having hope just wishful thinking? And I thought, Shane, we'd just start with just kind of defining what hope actually is. If we look at Merriam-Webster, and Merriam-Webster defines hope as desire it's kind of two parts: desire accompanied by expectation of, or belief in fulfillment. So that's how hope is defined. Now, I would say that there's a difference between being hopeful about something and being optimistic. And if you look up what optimism kind of really is, it, if you and I'm going to kind of play it off the hope definition, optimism really is just a desire for something. I can, I can be optimistic that something's going to happen. But when I'm optimistic, that doesn't have to be rooted in anything. It can just be a desire for something to happen. But if I'm hopeful, Shane, when you say hope, hope has something more to it, don't you think? Yeah, hope is based on a belief which has evidence. And so, hope's a lot more rooted. But hope is not necessarily a certainty per se, but it's more it's more rooted that like you said, it's it's more evidence-based. Yeah, it's more op- foundational. Yeah, where optimism is really just I I just want this to happen, regardless of circumstances, or regardless of evidence, right? Yeah,
0: a built in it's built in desire, wanting things to come out a certain way.
1: Right. Okay. So there so even, you know, in um, just pure definitions, and we're not we're not talking any theology here, we're not talking biblical stuff, not yet. But we're just talking just these kind of <laughs> definitions. There there's a difference between the two in being optimistic yeah. and being hopeful. Okay, so let's get this rolling here, Shane. Let's look at hope in the scope of human history. Has life ever been so easy for anybody in human history that they've never needed hope?
0: <laughs> no. I know you laugh saying it, right? I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it
1: seems like ridiculous to even ask the question, but I'm going I'm to ask it anyways. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, and it's worth discussing because, I mean, all of us as humans, you know, we're all looking for perspective to understand what we're going through. All of us have such a finite life that we need some sort of perspective, we need some sort of outside vision to help us see the times we're living in, right? And no, paradoxically, there. I mean, we're living historically through some of the best times things have ever been, from healthcare to finances to political representation. I mean, we're living in. I, I know it can be sound, sound hard to believe, but we're living in a golden era. Even though, paradoxically, at the same time, there seems to be people losing hope, even though we know. Historically, things have never been better, right? I mean, isn't right. that a wild dichotomy?
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's something we're going to get into. It is a strange time we live in. It's, it's, it's Yeah, like you said, it's a weird paradox. Uh, we'll, and we'll dive deep in. That's, you're kind of foreshadowing a little bit there to something we're going to get into. Yeah, we're going to definitely get into that. But the, you know, the idea of hope throughout human history, like we've always had, people have always experienced problems. I mean, there's never been a time, even like you're saying now, like, even the time we live in, even though it is a great time, we're, we're, we experience problems. And I'm not going to patronize our listeners here by going into that because we all know that. But in human history, we've always needed a sense of hope. We've seen terrible regimes, terrible, terrible leaders. We've seen people experience terrible oppression and be under really, really difficult circumstances where we've all needed hope. It's almost like it's ingrained in us, right? In some way, this idea that when something's wrong, I'm going to look, I'm looking for a solution. I'm not just accepting things. When you say,
0: "Oh, yeah," it's a, it's a powerful driver of, of humanity. I mean, uh, I mean, look at our—we have a country based on immigration, and really, the root idea behind immigration is things are better somewhere else. I'm going to get up, take charge, yep. and look, and that—and that's what ninety something percent of our population is based <laughs> on people at some level that had this idea that, hey, I'm going to move with the expectation things are going to get better. They did not know if things would get be better, right? Right, but right, they were yeah. hoping they were hoping things were going to get better. Our whole country is rooted on that,
1: right? <laughs> you we know, learned about this in school. Like,
0: yeah, it's a unique, it's uniquely American. I mean, obviously, we're talking about a general aspect of humanity, but hope in particular, it has a unique American strand.
1: Jane, let me ask you a question. If a person was given the choice between naturalism, so we're talking, you know, no meaning, no purpose, no morality, no values, it's just survival. Or the other option, which is Christianity, that claims that this life, you know, this isn't all there is, there's something more than this, uh, something greater going on than just simply maximizing pleasure and minimizing pain. Why is one of these so much more desirable than the other?
0: Yeah, yeah that, is a, that is a great question. Um, I, you know, our whole society is rooted on the idea of equality, fair play. You know, that is such, a, no one argues that. That's such a goal. It transcends, which is amazing because all our culture is so divided right now, but it actually transcends our cultural divide that everyone believes in these values. So it's, it's, it's just amazing. You just have, no one wants to live like an animal. We have a place where we put people that live like an animal. And, and I'm not saying everyone that goes to jail is an animal, but if you, but if you exhibit those traits, our society says it's not good for you to be around people, you're going to hurt people. And so, you know, the whole basis of our society is based on, on justice and that you don't take things from people, you know? So, I mean, there's, <laughs> I mean, even the idea that if you come up with a great idea, that's this great technological advancement, that people can't just rip you off, they can't just take it from you. I mean, it's it's the patent process is enshrined in our constitution. You know, we 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 put such a high value on on justice and not abusing and oppressing people, and so yeah, that is. I mean, so many good things flow from that, right, Josh? What, what, yeah, would you, yeah. What
1: would you say? Well, so it sounds like you're saying that to, to, to even feel hope, to even uh, to desire that at all, is some sort of evidence inside of us that we're not just simply trying to survive. We're not just simply collocations of atoms and out here just, you know, uh, meaning, meaninglessly and aimlessly walking around. But that the fact that we have hope is evidence that there, we are there's something greater going on than just. That's what I just described. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we're, we're so, I mean, if you look at it, we're so overbuilt for existence. I
0: mean, why, do, why Why is there movies? Why isn't there, why is there art? Why is there stories? I mean, what do those have to do? Well, we actually pay money for people to tell us stories to give us meaning, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that, that none of those things, I mean, you know, drama, art, movies, music, none of those things actually
1: are things you need for survival, right? Yeah, it's like all of those things were things I never even noticed, like in my life. I went it was brought to my attention. Like all these things that we feel inside, these things we desire. That doesn't mean that every desire that we have is, you know, been placed in us and is necessarily a good thing. But I, but I think it's good, and I think it's, I think it's responsible as humans. That anytime we feel these desires, if we, if we have this, for example, hope whenever we feel something like this, that should trigger something inside of us to think like, well, why, why is this in me to begin with? That should be c- coming in there. Cause uh, you know, the, the, like I said, modern naturalism is gonna come up with something to say, well, you're just genetically wired that way. That's just, you're just dancing to your DNA. You know, there's, there's no reason to think any further into this, but I would say to challenge people, whenever you feel these things, when you have these thoughts, you should ask, them, why is that there in the first place? And obviously, what we're getting to here is we're we're gonna get to it's what we are switching lenses, what we do. We're gonna get to this biblical idea of what hope actually is. But what I think what's interesting in this conversation of hope is that I've noticed this sometimes that a lot of times a lot of people will they'll sort of write off people who have, and I'm not even saying Christians too, just but anybody that has like any kind of religious view, a lot of people will write them off whenever they claim to have hope in something. And I've kind of noticed this, Shane, I don't know which, if you've seen this too, there's kind of like an arrogance with a lot of, I'm, I'm, it's, it's really, it's atheists, it's coming from atheists because they're, I'm, I'm referencing people that believe any kind of religious view. So these, they would obviously not believe that, but a lot of atheists will say, not to say it a lot, but there's some atheists will say that, you know, you only have hope in something because you're not tough enough to withstand any of these things, these, these problems that you're facing, this adversity you're going through, you're too weak. And you're just clinging on to this god that you've made up just to kind of help you cope and get through this. Well, I
0: yeah, you notice in that that description, why what are they saying? They're saying crutch to be weak is bad. To use a crutch is bad. What they're doing is better because they're tough, and that's a better way to handle things. And all of these point to values uh, okay. which they already have, have have said they don't believe in, and <laughs> so it's inescapable that we are always looking for a better way, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, it's it's whole industries are based. I mean, what parent doesn't hold their child and say, man, I want you to have a better life than I did. I hope for better things for you. So from, you know, from the, our deepest emotional desires to walking into Lowe's or Home Depot to get a better tool, to build a project better, I mean, it drives so much of what it means to be human is we are seeking what is better. And so, I mean, just even when we're trying to say, that no, that's not good. There's a better way, and that better way is 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 embracing. Nothing has any purpose or meaning. I mean, you just end up playing these weird games, right? I mean, yeah. you're trying to point to a better way, and a better way is to say there is no better. I mean, you just you end up at a
1: crazy place, right? Yeah, you're saying like if you're gonna say that, that there's no meaning, no no value or anything like that, you actually find yourself holding a value that look how tough I am, and all of that, and so you end up. <laughs> Going against what you actually said. Yeah, and what are you doing? You're trying to
0: share other people. You're trying to evangelize other people to your view, right? I mean, that's yeah. what they're saying. They're like, hey, leave that, leave religion behind. Embrace the better way. I yes. mean, you just, at, at every level, you end up in, in a weird uh, place. Because really, if it's true, it would be secret atheism, right? It would be like, I'm going to pretend I'm Christian, but I'm actually going to
1: take advantage of everything. I mean, yeah. that would be the true values, is secret atheism. And too, like you know, this idea—if if we're going to reject hope, if we're going to say, you know, all these all these people, these religious people over here that are clinging to this God, clinging to this religion, you know, and that they're just because they can't handle things, they have to create this hope. If, if we're going to say that and say that that's all make believe and all that, we're just really just embracing nihilism. And going back to what we we're saying before, like, who, who even wants that? Like, does that does that even resonate? Inside of us, this idea that you know the, the meaninglessness and hopelessness and valuelessness—it uh, right? makes a great movie, right? Who watches
0: that movie? I mean, we're, if we're just talking about art, right? We're just talking yeah. about art and movies. I mean, w- why is it that ninety-nine percent of all plays and movies and music have this idea of something better, have this idea of sacrifice, have this idea of heroes or anti-heroes or character arc? You know, all the different things that that take place. I mean, they're all pointing to something that's better, something that you're excited about, something that, that gets you out of bed. Like I, I just, nihilism is anti-human yeah. and it's anti-historical. I mean, this is not how people live. Um, atheism, we, this society right now that we're creating that is secular humanist and does, has no transcendent hope, that has never existed historically. I mean, we are on a new place As humans, right? I mean, if if you look back, this is what uh, a transcendent hope, as you said, Josh, a belief in a religious deity. This is and hope. um, This is something that historically
1: has fueled humans. It's 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 unmistakable, right? Yeah, you know. And I I was kind of piggybacking off what you said. You know, I was reading an article. It was in uh, Psychology Today, and you're, you're talking about how this is hope has always been a part of what we've done, and it's always been a part of history and who we are. You know. I think kind of some evidence of that is I was reading this article and it was talking about how hope is this necessary element. And there's a lot of research out there showing that people have had, are able to manage their stress and anxiety levels much better with with having a hope in their lives. And also they can cope with adversity a lot better. And that's, that's, that's not a Christian article that I was reading. That's a secular article, uh, fully acknowledging that I dare say like, We have to have hope or else what do we reduce down to? And look at the great testimony that came out of the concentration camps. It
0: wasn't the strong inmates that survived. It was the inmates who had strong hope, irregardless of their bodies, irregardless of, you know, they could be, an inmate could be in a much more, you know, in a terrible position physically, but they would live when someone who was much stronger physically gave up hope. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is, I mean, that's as real as it gets. If you talk about concentration camps, yeah. I mean, do you talk about the test of humanity?
1: Isn't hope like really a powerful thing? Yeah. I think we sometimes maybe don't, don't look at it with the full scope of what it really is until you actually dive into something like, like what we're doing and really look at it. It's a necessary agreement. I mean, a necessary thing, right? I mean, yeah. it certainly seems that way. And you know, the,
0: the crazy thing about it is it's not physical right? Like yeah. it, it's, it's something that is so clearly non-material, yet it moves the material, right? Yeah. You talk about naturalism, it's something that's not natural, like a, a physical, you know, chemical reaction. And it's something that is totally mental, or as we would say, spiritual, but yet it moves the physical. I mean, yeah. that right there is a powerful, to me, I look at that, that's a powerful truth of how humans are made that points straight
1: back to a, a biblical worldview. It's like, to be human is to hope, <laughs> basically, yeah. right? And you're, yeah. you're going to segue to our last point here. So Shane, let's let's ask the question, you know, I mean, we, we couldn't go this whole episode without getting to this, but what do we put our hope in? Where should our hope actually lie? If we can do this quickly, succinctly here a little bit. I mean, it all starts at the intersection of the cross and the resurrection, right? You know, this...
0: In our society, Western society, we have always had this idea of progress and this idea that there's better things ahead of us, right? That that uh, every other worldview, you know, whether it's from the East or Greek philosophy, had this idea that there were cycles, that there were golden ages, ages where things ran down and then there was like a rebirth, where the Christian hope has always been linear that it's going, all this is going somewhere, that there's a march of progress. So whether people didn't realize it or not, the cross has always been the hope in our society. You know, secular society borrowed the idea of progress from Christianity. Every sociologist, historian will tell you this, but it was always, it was borrowed, but it was always based literally on the cross that something happened in human history that changed everything. And because of that, it's, you know, the days were going to get better and better, um, as the scripture says, until the perfect day. And so that was borrowed, wholesale, de-Christianized, and it was just permeated our society. And, uh, you know, it's it's something that so many of us didn't realize, because that's not the cyclic worldview was uh, foreign to us. You know, mm-hmm. we we had this idea of this idea of progress. And so whether you knew it or not, this is society has always based our hope on the cross. If you have had any idea of progress, things getting better. I mean, that's a very Christian idea. And so I think it's really cool. Follow, Like you said earlier, Josh, we follow it back, right? We take a hold yeah. of this evidence. We, we examine what we believe. We don't just let this stuff shape us without thinking about it. But we step back. We look at it a different way. We look at it with perspective. And we say, oh my gosh, this has always been the hope of our society. That the at the cross, something happened that changed everything. And not only did it change everything, it changed everything for the better. And so, yeah, that's I just think that's a great thought is to follow that. Why do you have hope that things are going to get better? Why do you want to have hope that things are going to get better? You know, you, uh, start examining those beliefs
1: and those thoughts and see where they see where they lead. I think what's cool about it, too, uh, when we talk about the cross uh, and the resurrection, is that the message of the cross is that... We have a problem, and anytime we're talking about hope, you know we're recognizing that there's a problem somewhere. Uh, otherwise, what are we hoping in? And what's really cool about the cross, what Jesus did, is that it was all about grace. You know, it was it was given to us. Uh, we can try to pull ourselves up by our own metaphorical bootstraps, but at the end of the day, we can't save ourselves. We we need to hope in something greater than ourselves.
0: Yeah. And what happens when you can't, when you don't have the strength to pull yourself up by your bootstraps anymore? So that works until it doesn't, right?
1: (laughs) Yep. That's right. Uh, You're less hopeless, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the cross. And that's where we can root our hope. And we're going to talk more about this. We're going to get deeper into this. This is just the first episode. We're going to actually, to kind of uh, tease the next two here, we're going to talk about climate change uh, the hopelessness associated with that and also with COVID. So stay tuned to our next two episodes that we're going to have. And uh, Shane, that's going to wrap us up for today. This first episode, getting this train going, getting this thing started. Uh, it was good just just analyze this word hope, just kind of realizing what it is, why it's ingrained in us, and what it should be rooted in. And so, Shane, thank you for joining me as always. Always appreciate
0: oh, it. Yeah, it's
1: always great being here. Always appreciate you being here. Guys, you can always... Find us at, on Twitter, at Lenses Switching. Uh, you can find us at our website, switching lenses, switching lenses podcast.com, excuse me. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can email the show always at feedback at switching lenses podcast.com. Guys, thank you for joining us. We will see you next time.